Welcome to the Sacred Window Podcast. I'm your host, Christine Devlin-Eck. Here at the Center for Sacred Window Studies, we explore and expand on conscious postpartum care. We navigate the overlap of caring for others and caring for ourselves. We honor the transitions, not only in giving birth, but in being alive. Welcome to the conversation. And I will never be the same again. Hello there. Welcome to the Sacred Window Podcast. I'm Christine Eck. Um, I am so happy to welcome my friend, Marissa Mignoni. Marissa is just such a pro in so many ways. She came into my life through the Center for Sacred Window Studies. Marissa lives in Truckee, North Lake Tahoe in California. Um, she is a birth doula. She is a postpartum doula. She is a prenatal yoga teacher and, and supports uh, postpartum people with yoga as well. She is um, there's a lot of mentoring and is comes from sort of the birthing from within framework. Um, she has a passion for all things supporting birthing people and postpartum people. And I've rarely met somebody who really gives their heart to this work in the way that Marissa does. And I'm so happy, Marissa, to welcome you to the Sacred Window podcast. Thank you, Christine. It's great to be here. I'm so excited to dive in with conversation. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think there's so much that could be chatted about, but I just have always had such an admiration for you as a caregiver, but also you in your practice. You've really, since you began this work, have showed and developed this really incredible professional practice that I want to hear a little bit more about. I guess I would love to ask you to begin with, how did you decide to come into this work? Mm -hmm. Oh, it's such a fun story. So um, about 10 years ago, I felt very called to simply help people. And I had always been um, in love with birth and babies, babysitting from a very uh, young age, about seven or eight years old, a little too young. <laughs> and then um, I would watch on television this show um, on the TLC program called A Birth Story. And that's where my first experience of birth and where my stories around birth really started. I think I was nine years old and I just knew I wanted to work with it and I knew I wanted to make it better. I knew I could just observe what, what was happening and what was missing. Then fast forward to 22 years old, start going to nursing school because in my head, I thought, well, that's what you have to do in society, you know, get a quote, real job and make a certain amount of money a year. Um, but I really wasn't enjoying it and I felt really lost. So um, I had a pretty transformational experience. I went to Burning Man for the first time and I saw all of these people living their dream and making money at it and just filling me with what was possible. So I came home and a good friend of mine was pregnant at the time. And she asked me, this was in 2012. So very much before 
caregivers and doulas and birth keepers were really um, more well-known and, and sort of popular, if you will. So she said, do you know what a doula is? You would be such a good doula. Um, and I didn't know, I wasn't aware of it. So I went home and I Googled it and I just, the path illuminated. And since then it's just taken off. I've done so many different things and continuing education and um, have been mentored as well. Um, so that's that's what got me into all of it. <laughs> I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that story. It is really, um, I think I think we kind of all have that moment of like when we heard the word doula for the first time, you know, and what what that was. And, and, um, for me, you know, birth doula came first and it took years after that for me to realize that there was such a thing as a postpartum doula Mm -hmm. as well. So, Mm -hmm. you know, so you had set up your birth doula practice. You, you were trained, Mm -hmm. um, how long before you decided to learn more about the postpartum window? Quite a long while. Yeah. So, Birth doula came with childbirth education with birthing from within, um, and then went down prenatal and postnatal yoga training. So I think it was really with postnatal yoga with Jane Austen in San Francisco that really lit the path or what was possible in giving care to postpartum people. But it wasn't until 2018 when I did her level two training that I found out about sacred window studies through her program and realized, Oh, I could really, uh, I could benefit from taking more of a, a training, something of a container being held by people who are already doing it and have a um, big awareness, um, about alternative methods, because, um, I, I feel very alternative compared to our, traditions and culture and and society. So um, I started doing postpartum work about very heavily about two years ago. Um, And what I have noticed is equal amounts of people where I live are getting postpartum care um, along with birth doula care. So three years ago, yeah, three years ago, no, um, I didn't have much interest about postpartum doula. And now it's almost, I observe people getting more postpartum care than birth doula care. That is amazing to me to hear. That is so heartening to hear. It's, you know, it's been proven the, the difference that having a doula in birth, you know, makes for birth outcomes. Like we know this now it's been enough years of, you know, research that's been done and and awareness building around birth doula care and and how incredible we've been able to like see the change and and feel um like there are some uh pathways to follow to help better birth outcomes but postpartum was always and still kind of is in in so many places and for so many people this sort of wide open no man's land which i think is um you know, that's why we're here. That's why we're here, I guess, mm-hmm. to, to help create that. So to hear that in your area, there's this, um, this equality in, in birth and postpartum. That's amazing for me to hear. And, and so exciting. Um, so you, Marissa, you 
you know, really, you mentioned your prenatal and postnatal yoga training and how that really helped. I guess I'm curious about like what you were seeing in your birth doula clients, you know, how were you sort of putting these pieces together before you started learning about postpartum care and what were the needs? So I guess it's sort of a two-part question is, you know, your yoga background, you were trying to bring in these alternative pieces of care that you knew were going to be helpful, but what were you seeing in these families that, that you knew that you needed to go further and know more about the postpartum window? I think what I observed the most was how influential parents sharing with each other was. So this, oh, if, if I would have known, if someone would have told me, if this was more talked about, if this wasn't so shameful um, to share about the challenges, what I observed with the pandemic was a rapid hmm, social media acceleration of people sharing and also people doing more heart-centered work. And with the rising of, I do a lot of women's women's work, women's empowerment work. And I felt a big rise in feminine empowerment over the last few years. And to me, that's directly related to pregnancy and birth and postpartum. So I feel like it went hand in hand. And for for a great reason, the pandemic really, what I observed, made everything accelerate very rapidly. So I very much believe that we have so much power in ourselves simply by sharing, giving feedback, um, helping others feel safe in their own stories. And then we can dive into some of those mysteries of how to prepare, um, why it's challenging, um, alternative, holistic, additional education than what you're getting what you're um, getting, you know, say um, at your local hospital or things that are possibly just a little bit outdated and not extremely progressive. Right, right. It's, it's so crazy because I think that each piece of this puzzle, like using your path as an example of the different areas that you felt called to study the birthing from within the, you know, birth doula, the yoga, like all of these complement one another and help, help bring out clarity on what the actual needs are. And I think that's like really reflective of what's going on as a whole, as I'm listening to you talk in terms of, you know, society and like families starting to talk to each other and starting to share what their experiences actually are and how hearing somebody's story invites someone to really think about what they want or what what might be right for them and looking outside of the box of what we're sort of handed, which is a super small box, like from the medical system is this really limited collection of, you know, suggestions and things that are not super helpful. Um, right. What, 
all of these different pieces that we're so lucky to have access to are doing is shedding light on what's been missing and giving people permission to write their own chapter. Um, and it's, it's, it's really exciting. Um, I like yeah. that you said what, <clears throat> what actually is helpful because we see some of the rituals in our culture of baby showers, just an example of receiving all of the products <laughs> versus um, baby proofing life and relationships. And what's, what's truly been missing is I think actually more simple than we've been led to believe and less about products and more about the correct kind of caregiving for the whole family and what opens up for people to gain clarity while sharing with each other is also a deep sense of healing for them to heal through from their own story through sharing and helping others as well. Yeah, 100%. I think that a lot of people who are called to learn this type of care, um, to become postpartum caregivers and doulas, whether it's, you know, a traditional program or, you know, a program like ours, um, they carry, they carry some trauma, they carry some sadness, they carry like a really deep awareness that they didn't get what they know they should have gotten. And so the healing, it's, it's, you know, I think a lot about that archetype of the wounded healer Mm. and, um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's really powerful. Um, yeah, yeah. So I think, you know, there's like this beautiful combination and, and when I'm listening to you and I can really see that you carry in your way of working with families is this this really empowering, simple and practical way of helping people know what to do mm-hmm. along with this heart-centered acknowledgement that how you feel is directly related to it's, it's part of your health. You know, the Ayurveda, we understand that like our emotional body, our physical body, our mental body, our spiritual body is all part of our perfect health picture. And so what I am seeing in you is this very thing that you're acknowledging with families, how, you know, how they feel and creating like empowerment as part of their healing process. Um, And I know that, you know, you've, you've talked about preparing for the fourth trimester, preparing for postpartum and, you know, I think that like our practices are, are living and breathing and growing just as we live and breathe and grow. So I, my personal practice that I started is like very different than, you know, what it looks like today and the way that I see things. So, you know, for you on your evolution of your professional journey, how has, how has this picture changed and how do you help families kind of discover this? Mm. 
Yeah, I love that. And what I'm hearing also is that piece of validation from observing someone the way in their expression, their current expression, and what's available to them for their their healing and their growth and their evolution. So versus pushing, rather than pushing against what's coming up for them, it can be these teaching moments um, that nothing's actually um, say wrong or right. It's more about what do you, what do they need to learn in that moment to be the parent that they really want to be, that they were put on this earth to be. And like these little breadcrumbs on our path of things that come up are, are really meant for our own healing and growth and evolution and to more make friends with the journey and the process versus um, pushing against um, or having an outcome focus, you know, more of solutions in the moment and how to, yeah, just really bring in that gentleness and softness to <laughs> that wild, radical, and um, beautiful and challenging journey that is dealing with our own stuff, dealing with the shadows and um, specific to having children as well of our, our partners, if we have one and our families. And um, it's a lot of deep inner work. So it's really fun to be able to shine a light on what's possible and um, to help just hold that space and to see them in their absolute perfection because they're absolutely perfect. <laughs> um, and that's what I mean by the simplicity of it. Um, I love sacred windows taught me this, the saying of postpartum is a time of rejuvenation, not treatment. And that is just so, uh, that resonates with me so much because a lot of the time we think we need to be fixed, that there's something wrong with us. And it's really like, no, you're perfect. You just need a nap or a glass of water <laughs> or something, <laughs> you. you know, it's pretty simple what we need as humans. Yeah. Um, so I think I'm going off topic from the question, but I just wanted to, to riff on that a little bit. Oh my God. That's perfect. Because it's just, if you really think about it, there's, there's so much that's coming in, you know, like, you know, you're listening to like, you know, your friend's stories, or you have an expectation that like, this is the benchmark you're supposed to hit by this time, or you are looking on social media and you see like this person's pictures and you create a whole story in your mind of like what that is supposed to be like right there. And then we lose sight of, well, actually I am my own perfect story and I need to sit and be good with what is coming up for me in this moment breastfeeding for my friend was not hard. She did it fine, but I, that's not my story right now. So I am going to look at this here. So it's this like having awareness of like all the things that are out there yet setting some boundaries that we're not taking it too much in that we start to lose touch and feel like we're failing. Um, and I like just having said that, brings up all those emotions that I dealt with, you know, feeling those things, um, and not having the support that you are giving where someone is letting, you know, like, no, you are perfect. Yeah. Your baby is unique to you. Your 
parenting experience is unique to you. So right now we're just going to look at this specific moment and what is coming up right now. And I just think that that is the most beautiful gift that you're giving to families um, because it's so real. Like we're living in this information deluge and how can, you know, what are the tools? So I'm curious, you know, how do you, like, it's, you know, we can recognize that, but you're like actually giving them some tools and, and ways to work with centering into themselves. How do you do that? I think before the tools come, it's the questioning, it's the holding space to ask them questions for what they already are feeling and knowing, because I do believe we are born with the innate wisdom and yes, we need good support and options, but, um, a lot of practitioners are telling them what to do versus what do you think you should do? Or what would you like to do? Or what does your heart say in this moment? Close your eyes and go within. Um, what sort of tools do you already have? Because we've been coping with life since we were born. <laughs> we've been, we've been gathering the tools our whole entire life. So what works for one person might not work for another, but just shine, shining a light on that. Um, because I know that, um, they are not being asked these things by many people, whether it's practitioners or, even, even caregivers, even doulas, you know, everyone's, everyone's different. So I really like to bring in that mentoring piece and to help the wheels start turning as they are a completely new being. So they're going to be, you know, they need that um, space holding and that mentoring. Um, I do like to remind just some of the reality because we do live in a perfectionist society, I believe. And I, I think I'm generalizing, but who I work with tend to be very high-powered um, attorneys, CEOs, doctors. Um, so it's about getting it right. And it's about, uh, there's a little bit of control in there. Like I, I, I think I've even said, you know, your baby's not a machine. Like I, you know, like I didn't, I don't know if you know that, ha ha ha, you know, try to bring in a little bit of humor. Um, so they just kind of relax. Yeah. So I think the questions is a, is a really important thing to just keep keep asking. Um, and then it may be explaining what I have seen in the past. Um, a lot of validation of, yes, I, I hear you. That is really hard. And what are you open to in this moment? And then coming in with additional resources, depending on, on what's going on in the moment. So it could be, um, a lactation consultant or, um, it could be an acupuncturist or a book or a podcast episode. Um, so those are some, I think pra practicing, like using those tools that they already have, I could think of practicing, asking for help, practicing, sharing, um, how they're doing, um, other tools would definitely be breath work, meditation, guided, um, breathing practices can be really helpful. Yoga. I do like to bring in yoga. Um, yeah, those are, those are some of the things that I help people dig and understand themselves better and find their own tools in a way. And then offering wherever I see fit, um, whatever I'm hearing sounds like you could use a little warm cup of tea, you know? Yeah. It's, 
I love so much the, that, uh, priority on using what they have, like using their skills. Like you said something a little while ago about, you know, we've been, you know, building our skill set or using our, you know, we've been using these tools like our whole lives, you know, it's not like now we're becoming a parent and we have nothing and we have to like, you know, create this whole new set of, you know, tools, like, no, they're the same tools, but now we just get to like, use them in a little bit of a different way. Um, or not even, not even, I mean, I think that the postpartum window for me, this whole journey, really this like childbearing journey and parenting journey is, it's, I guess the sacred window It's like this little microcosm of like all of life, you know, like everything is concentrated and like so much more potent and sensitive and like all of those relationship skills and communication skills and life skills that we've built. Those are frankly, like our most powerful tools. Like, yeah, we can, you know, learn the nutritional stuff. We can learn the you know, which herbs are great for this, or we can learn like, you know, how to use this belly wrapper, like all the different things. But when it comes down to it, right, it's those abilities to, to ask for help and like recognize when we might need it to share what we're feeling that might be hard to say, but like, that's a skill set to be able to say what you're feeling. Um, yeah, it's pretty amazing. And, and, you know, something that you had mentioned to me before this call is like the idea of bringing families together as part of your work as a caregiver. And, and to me, this comes up when I think about, you know, like we're, we're, we come in temporarily and like we help, but then we leave and the person is left with, their household, whoever resides there, whoever are the other people that they see all the time. And so creating balance for everybody there, encouraging a place of care that lasts when we walk out the door. Um, What does that look like for you in your practice? It feels like when I come in and I'm supporting they're left with a feeling they're left feeling lighter, more balanced, better. And then they understand on very subtle levels, how much that is of help. Just a simple feeling better, feeling validated, feeling not judged, feeling loved. After the care is complete, I like to work with people for three months postpartum. So it really gives them a time to gently and subtly understand how important those things are. And then hopefully continue that process. So it might look like um, a caring babysitter or um, setting up additional care for them from family. But it, it does feel like they are positively changed because they understand on a physical level and emotional and spiritual level, how important that is and how much that actually helped. 
because they had that embodied practice. Wow, I feel completely different after she comes. Maybe we should continue getting help, whether it's hired help, community help, family help, and keep that going. Yeah, I think during pregnancy or postpartum, it's important to find those trusted practitioners in order to receive their feedback and their tools. So someone who you really resonate with because belly binding might resonate with somebody and it might not resonate with somebody else. So to find, find practitioners that are speaking the parent's language and approaches and philosophies, and then you can have someone also to tap into further down the road, whether it's um, quick questions or messaging. Um, but yeah, it's that left with that feeling, you know, people remember how you made them feel, not what, not really what you said. Oh, that's so true. It's so true. Yeah. And yeah. So it's yeah. so simple. And like, that's at the heart of all of it, um, is feeling cared for. And, and it's, you know, I, we're kind of moving from this place of, um, you know, where postpartum was really all about the baby, like, you know, at least your baby's healthy, you know, baby, baby, people come and visit the baby. And, and now like, we're realizing, okay, like this, you know, the person who just gave birth to this baby, like they need, they are just as tender as this baby. Now we need to really look at how to create healing for both, you know, for like integration, you know, for both of these beautiful new beings. And, but there's also this like family awareness too, that the other people in this family, partners, siblings, um, there's a lot of integration that's happening on all of those levels. And so those of us who go into that intimate space with a new family for the first few weeks of a new baby's life, like we're, we're really feeling that in, in so many ways and the sort of subtext of, you know, the family energy that's there and to be able to leave and have created that feeling for everyone is, um, is such a gift and really the ultimate goal. We want people to feel empowered. And, um, I love what you, you know, said earlier, you know, people are constantly telling new parents what to do, but what does it feel like when you close your eyes and go within and say, what do I know? Like, what do I need? What do I think I should do? Because I always tell people like, you know, your baby best, you have this connection that the rest of us don't have. So you can tap into that and you can know, you know, yourself. And I think people need that reminder. So to have you, you know, Marissa going into homes and, and really asking people those questions, it's an invitation to, um, to so much. And I think, you know, we talk about in terms of Ayurveda, like we are our best Ayurvedic teacher, like Ayurveda is the science of life. We are living our life. So we are the ones who can directly tell ourselves what living this life is like. Um, and it's different for me than it is for you and, and for every family. So really, oh, Charlotte, our, you know, 
my amazing teammate, she loves the term care partner rather than caregiver, because she just feels like I'm your, I'm your partner. Like you're doing, you're doing it. I'm just here to like bring you the pieces so that you can do it, you know? And, and I love that because it gives people that reminder, that autonomy that, yeah, I am in this. And I think that that is the ticket for turning around what is notoriously known as this just difficult period you got to get through, you know, it's, it's, yeah. am I, you know, is this ever going to get better? Am I going to, you know, whatever the problem is, and there's lots of things that can come up, but when you feel like you have the power to make a change in whatever that situation is, that feeling is like priceless. You can't, you can't put a value on it. It's like life-changing. Yeah. That's so beautiful. Care partner. That's, that resonates a lot. And this knowing that understanding and knowing from a intuitive place, a gut instinct place versus the analytical, the worrying um, brain knowing both are great together. But as we know, during the postpartum window, the the brain is going through a lot of changes and moving from the analytical, logical, data-oriented to the innate wisdom, the innate knowing, the gut instincts, the intuition is really how we also strengthen the strengthen the empowerment piece of it. It's like, I did this, you know? Um, bringing families into wholeness and bringing them together. What I observe is when I'm working closely with a birther and I leave and they feel better, the partner then can observe that and understand the value of it more. Um, I do think it's very interesting to observe partnership definitely, and to come in without judgments or expectations, but to show them more of what's possible. And that, um, I fully believe that happier starts to parenthood makes happier generations to come. So working with partners in that way as well, too, I feel very balanced in the way that I can be very gentle and I can also be pretty forward and, um, uh, communicative with partners to bridge the gap between them and to help them understand what's going on and to get more on board with the extra care. Um, because like you said, it's such an intimate experience and you're bringing somebody in sort of a stranger and, um, exchanging money for it as well too. And what a, <laughs> it's, it's fascinating to me that the generation giving birth now, um, mostly my generation millennials, the partners, and um, I work a lot with with fathers, with mothers and fathers where I live. Fathers, um, they haven't seen that modeled ever, close to never. So they grew up, I grew up with a father who worked full-time, was never home, and my mother was the caregiver and did everything. So they are being asked to step up to this role in a huge way, I think for, for the first time without seeing it modeled. 
So I like explaining that to the mother as well, because um, there can be a lot of pressure on the partner, um, you know, rightfully so. And that's, I mean, it's okay to ask to step up. However, that gentleness and understanding and compassion that this generation is really changing culture and it's going to take some time and it's going to be uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> and, we, <laughs> and we need someone to gently say, Hey, remember how they grew up? You know, did they see dad um, rubbing feet and bringing tea and holding the baby while mom naps? That wasn't how it was for me. Um, so that's a fun piece to to touch on and to bring in into the care. I really appreciate that. And I, I, my sense is that being able to acknowledge that creates a lot of, a lot of, oh, I guess for lack of a better word, just like a lot of awareness, like on all fronts, like, you know, just easing some pressure on, on all the places. And, and the fact of the matter is that I love to talk about too, is that it, this life is not perfect. Life is not like Instagram ready. So postpartum and all of that is, is going to be filled with, it's like messy, you know, it's like, it's yeah. as real as it gets in all of the ways that, that, that is real. Um, and so, Yeah. I just really appreciate like everyone can just acknowledge that this is for a lot of people, they're like treading a brand new path. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Everybody softens a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And remembers that they're on the same team. Yeah. Yeah. It can be hard. That. It can be hard. And I, I like hard, I like hard things. We can do hard things and, um, yeah it's fun to rise to the challenge. And, and, um, this is a very yogic philosophy, but sometimes the work that we're doing that you and I are doing, um, it might touch them immediately or in five years, which I find fascinating. Oh, that's right. Now I see what she was talking about. <laughs> it's not always like when we deeply question in yogic philosophy, sometimes the answers come or even Ayurvedic philosophy right away or in 20 years, yeah. but to continue diving in and inquiring, um, is very opening, very liberating, frees us a little bit and softens us a little bit. Yeah. And it, yeah. And sometimes it comes like when we're sharing something with another person, then all of a sudden, like our experience will like open up in a way that I just said that the other day and I, I can't remember where I said it, but, but yeah, like we get, we get those moments of integration of our own experiences whenever it's time for them to integrate. So all the things that you're bringing into this home and the care that you're giving to this family, and sometimes it can feel overwhelming and unsatisfying, um, and emotionally draining for you as the person holding that family in the space, um, and, and it's just, it's going to come and the pieces are going to fall into the place that they're going to fall at the time. That's right for that family. And so we get this assurance. Um, I just want to reiterate how 
amazing of a job I think you do at the work that you provide for your community. And I think that it's folks that are out there doing the work like yourself, Marissa, that are the ones making the change of having as much awareness about postpartum care, as much access to postpartum care, because you are deciding and, and sharing that it's important with the people that you're around. Um, if you had to pinpoint the one thing that's most important to you in the work that you do, what would that be? Well, thank you for your kind words and reflections. It's very nice because you're right with sometimes it can be unsettling and I leave thinking, was that helpful? So to get that feedback from, from you who also understands um, this type of care deeply is very validating and uh, motivating because it has taken a lot over the 10 years to keep doing this <laughs> because you can feel a little like you're on this island by yourself and you're like, hey, uh, you know, so to keep going. But um, would you mind asking the question one more time? What's the most important thing to me? If you were to pinpoint the one thing in your practice that has become like the most central for you in the 10 years that you've been working, you've grown, you've integrated lots of different new skills. You've worked with so many families, but is there one thing that like ties it all together for you? That's like a must, you know, when you go into each family caregiving situation. Yeah, definitely. The, the, the deep, deep love to love people through what they're going through, to validate them, to really see them in, in their wholeness and in their vulnerability and um, to just make them feel, to help them feel seen and, and cared for, for who they are. Um, I've also had that type of, of holding from my own mentor. And I understand how valuable it is to have someone checking in on you simply, how are you doing? How's it going today? How was last night? What do you need in this moment? Just someone who just, who's going a little bit above and beyond the checking in, the, the caring and the loving, um, and definitely that deep mentoring of, of helping people to dig a little bit deeper into themselves, the questions and deep inquiry. Yeah. That's the first thing that comes to my mind. Marissa, I think that's really the essence of it all. It's like good care. It's yeah. giving good care. And sometimes we need to remember like how direct to the point and simple, like giving good care is, how are you doing today? What do you need in this moment? <laughs> I'm here for you. Like, yeah. yeah. It's beautiful. Marissa. Thank you so much for being here today and helping others see what, I mean, I think, you know, there's so many details and little things that you can, you know, there's so much information out there to be had on how to support postpartum people, but to see it in practice with someone such as yourself really helps to create awareness about um, the difference that you're making about the pieces that are missing, like the actual feeling that people have during postpartum that they're well cared for, that is the piece 
that's missing. And you're so right that you said earlier, you know, how, you know, women's empowerment and liberation is so directly tied to the care that they get when they're bringing in new life. And, um, it's, it's so empowering for me to be on this path with so many people that know that like yourself. So, so many blessings to you and all the work that you are doing every day. Thank you. It's amazing. Thank Thank you. It's so, so healing and, um, deeply touching to, to, chat with you and hear your language. And I've just thoroughly been enjoying the training with sacred window studies. It's giving me what, what I felt was missing for me and my care. So thank you for everything that you're all doing and offering that loving support. That's hands down. What um, drew me to the program was the feeling of it versus what I would be learning. Yeah. And I hope this is helpful for all of the listeners. I know it's, it's maybe not this practical step one, two, three, (laughs) um, the logical, but I'm, I'm hoping that some of it resonated and there were some insights that were had. I know that there were, I know that there were, and if you are listening to this, please visit the show notes. We're going to have lots more for Marissa, including an amazing resource that she's put together. I'm preparing for the fourth trimester. So you'll get the, the, the details that our uh, Pitta brains are longing for when you visit those show notes. And in the meantime, I hope that you are all feeling, um, the ease and the spaciousness and the reminder that the true essence of good care is simply in being a loving presence. Um, I certainly feel that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. And this has been the sacred window podcast blessings to all of you. bring something sacred to your current window of time? What do you have to offer to someone within their sacred window? We honor you for all you give and for who you are. Thank you for listening. The Sacred Window Podcast is brought to you by the Center for Sacred Window Studies. You can visit us to find out more about our online training and mentoring programs, plus resources and products for and about the sacred postpartum window at www.sacredwindowstudies.com. Editing of our podcast recordings is done by Sienna Butler, and our music is written and performed by Sarah Emmett. You can hear more of Sarah's music by visiting www.sarahemmett.bandcamp.com.